This is the business of sports. We're in a situation that we haven't dealt with in modern times. The pandemic here has really accelerated the investments that we've been advocating for for years. From a macro standpoint, I think our sport industry is really forced to look at the business a little bit differently. In-depth conversations with the leaders in the sports industry. Who wants to be the sacrificial lambs that shows up at the first big major sporting event? We're part of something much bigger than sport right now, and the health and safety of our stakeholders is what's most important. Every moment, I think we're all from a business perspective thinking about the impact that the virus is having across the country. Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Jason Kelly. You're listening to the Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio. We're here Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays exploring the big money issues in the world of sports, talking to some of the biggest players in the industry. It's Wednesday. That means it's Fantasy Day. I'm joined by Bloomberg Radio producer Rich Truman. You can catch his weekly fantasy football column. It comes out every Thursday all across the football season. Find that on the Bloomberg Terminal and at Bloomberg.com. Also, Bloomberg Intelligence's Damian Sassauer. These are the guys. I'm just here sitting in for Michael Barr and marveling at your smarts around this. Truman, I want to start with you. Week 10, here we are, uh, still playing football, which is great. But from a fantasy perspective, what do you make of it? You know, we've seen some unbelievable performances in the last couple of weeks. And one guy I want to bring up is Dalvin Cook of the Vikings. In the last two games alone, he's had a total of almost 500 yards from scrimmage and a total of six touchdowns. Last week, two touchdowns against the Lions. The week before, four touchdowns against the Packers. So anybody who's drafted Dalvin Cook in the Fantasy League has got to be uh, close to the top of, of, of the league. He's been simply unbelievable. As a matter of fact, in our league, Jason, Charlie Vollmer, who we all know, I'm not going to say that we love, but that we all know, I played him last week, and he had Dalvin Cook, Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Tyreek Hill, all four guys had monster weeks, and I lost to Charlie because of those four players. Wow, that that's not e- that's not easy for you to admit. So thank you for <laughs> being th- thank you for sharing your truth, Richie. The truth, Truman, coming in large. <laughs> all right, yeah, Sass, no, I, 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 how I are you one, sitting? Yeah, I think well, you know, I'm I'm hanging around there. You know, if the playoffs were to end today, I, I I'd have made it obviously, and and I'm liking the way I'm looking. I mean, look, we're now entering into week ten, right, Jason? So. It's time to start looking ahead. I mean, the playoffs typically start for most uh, fantasy leagues in week 14. So you got to start looking at some of the matchups as you kind of get into that. You know, there are a lot of teams, um, like, for example, Kansas City, Seattle, Arizona, New Orleans, that have favorable matchups from weeks 14 to 16. So I'm sort of focusing on that. I'm trying to, you know, position myself accordingly. And look, I mean, while Delvin Cook has had, you know, just an amazing two weeks, unbelievable, he's sucking the life out of other Minnesota Vikings. For example, Adam Thielen, who basically had two receptions for 38 uh, yards and no touchdowns last week. So, you know, it, it, you know what, what benefits one takes away from another, if you know what I mean. You know, speaking of uh, looking ahead to the playoffs, my article this week is looking at some possible trade targets that you might want to target uh, trying to gear up for the playoffs. The, one of the guys I do like, believe it or not, and most people would not want him on your team, is Jared Goff of the Rams. Check out this playoff schedule. They're playing the Patriots, the Jets, and the worst pass defense in the league, the Seahawks. So I believe the Rams and Jared Goff could be a sleeper. And in Week 14, as you said, starts the playoffs. If you're really desperate when you get if you get into the playoffs, that week the Jets play the Seahawks. The Seahawks right now are on track 
to give up the most passing yards in the history of the NFL. And even though you might laugh at the Jets, Sam Darnold and Jameson Crowder could be long-shot plays if you make it into the playoffs of Week 14. All right, can we talk about the Jets for, for a second, Damian? I mean, we got a lot of listeners in the New York metro area, probably some Jets fans. And listen, it's always hard to be a Jets fan. It's always hard to look at them through any lens, including a fantasy lens. But this is, this is tough to watch. It certainly is. Look, I'm a New York Jet fan, full disclosure, and, and, and I I just haven't been watching <laughs> because it is that difficult. I mean, look, you know, I mean, at one point, if you were watching the Monday night game against the Patriots, I, I, was, I was getting a lot of texts from fellow uh, Jet fans saying, my God, they can't even mail it in right, right? They're actually going to beat the Patriots at one point. They were up in the game. But, but look, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, who would have thought that, you know, the Jets and the Patriots are both in the cellar of the weakest division in the NFL or one of them uh, after the NFC East? you know, coming into week 10. So let's talk about the NFC East, Truman. I mean, that has been another disaster. I mean, New York sports fans are having a tough go of it. But how do you play that from a fantasy perspective when you have just a slate of terrible teams, when the number one team in the Eagles is in first with a losing record? The way I play it is I try to play players against the Dallas Cowboys the Cowboys have one of the worst defenses in the league. And so if you have a, a, a wide receiver going up against the Cowboys, that, that's a way to play it. But I, I kind of stay away from any Giants offensive players, especially Daniel Jones, who's been you know pretty much terrible in the fantasy world. Obviously, they had the Saquon Barkley injury earlier this season. Wayne Gallman has actually scored three touchdowns the last three games, so he is of some value. But it's just very hard to pick a player, you know, from the Giants, the Cowboys, as we talked about last week, their production has gone down immensely offensively. Ezekiel Elliott was one of the top players in fantasy football when Dak Prescott was quarterback, but his numbers have gone down immensely that I recommended that you would sit him last week. Um, so it's hard to play anybody in the NFC East, depending on the matchup. So, Damian, two of the teams that we've talked about just now, the Jets and the Cowboys, they are off this week. Is that right? Bye week for them, plus a bye week, thankfully, as a Falcons fan that I am, thankfully a week off for the Falcons. And the Chiefs are off also. And the Chiefs as well. So how does that uh, influence who you put on the field, on, on your virtual field this week? Well, it certainly has a lot of people trying to find replacements for the likes of Patrick Mahomes and um, and other people like Tyreek Hill. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, I mean, people are going to be looking at the waiver wire. They may look at Tua in Miami. They may look at Phillip Rivers in Indianapolis. You know, those are viable one-week fillers. But, you know, it's interesting. You know, we've got some guys who have been on the IR who might potentially return to fantasy lineups this week. And I'm talking about people like Nick Chubb, who was mm. just, you know, unbelievable before he went down earlier in the season and Raheem Mostert I mean look you know people forget about the 49ers they made the Super Bowl last week yeah they've looked really really bad but it's I mean they've been an injury injury riddled squad and to get someone like Mostert back in their lineup I mean they're only two games out of first go figure or maybe three so you know I think San Francisco still has something to play for and getting Mostert back might be uh might be a good thing for fantasy owners and they are a run first team so he would be valuable and he is on my fantasy team in our league also 
can't ignore the fact that a gentleman by the name of Richie James, wide receiver San Francisco, posted, are you, get, are you ready for this one? Nine receptions, 184 yards, and one touchdown. I don't think he had one reception before uh, last week's game uh, in his career. So, you know, San Francisco can still put up the points if they need to. You know, I'm going to give you a trivia question. Which player is on pace for over 1,000 yards rushing and 16 rushing touchdowns? I don't know. Is it Robinson in Jacksonville? Kyler Murray, the quarterback, <laughs> wow. the quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I believe it. Uh, an unbelievable year. He's on track for 16 rushing touchdowns and 32 passing touchdowns, a total of 48 touchdowns, as I said, over 1,000 yards, and that's from a quarterback. So he, by far, is the number one player in fantasy football so far this year. What yeah, do you having make... Kyler Murray on your team is like having a cheat code in fantasy football. He looks a lot like Lamar Jackson did last year for sure. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Um, when we think about quarterbacks, uh, just a horrific week that we're coming off of with Tom Brady, does that make you reconsider him uh, going forward, Damian? So I like Tom Brady. I like the Tampa Bay offense. I mean, yeah, I mean, they got, I mean, absolutely slaughtered by New Orleans last week. But, I mean, you know, what's interesting is – who do you – I mean, they've just got so many mouths to feed on Tampa Bay, right? I mean, they've got now um, Antonio Brown in addition to Godwin and Mike Evans. You know, they've got Fournette in addition to, you know, RJ2. So, you know, it's very difficult from week to week to figure out who's going to, you know, be your starter. And, you know, specifically at the receiver position, I mean, Godwin had only three receptions for 41 yards and no touchdowns last week. This is a guy that most fantasy uh, owners picked in the second round of, of, last, of this year's draft. So, you know, it's very difficult. And I think, you know, it's much the same sort of thing that you have to deal with when you're looking at the Seattle Seahawks. Russell Wilson's amazing, but who's he going to throw to? I mean, one week it's Metcalf, the next week it's Lockett. It's very, very difficult to time these players, and, you know, you just got to plug them in and, and hope for the best. Jason, I think you brought up Brady. I think now is a perfect time to try to get him in a trade. Hmm. He's coming off the three-interception game against the Saints. His playoff matchups, weeks 14, 15, and 16, are the Vikings, Falcons, and Lions very, very favorable? Yeah. So if you have a chance, I actually would recommend you try to acquire them. Uh, any big matchups this week? It feels like we've got some high-scoring uh, potential here, Damian. Yeah, no, I mean, the, the, the obviously Buffalo at Arizona is going to be the big one. And, and Buffalo, as we saw what they did to Seattle last week, they know how to put up the points as well. Um, Seattle at the Rams, that's another big one. Houston at Cleveland, that's another big one. I mean, you know, so, you know, I think there were six games where the over-under is greater than 50 points here in Week 10. So, you know, you've got plenty of points that are going to be scored by a number of, uh, of high-powered offenses. That's for sure, Jason. So what do you think? Uh, what, what's the big game for you this weekend, Rich? It's the Arizona-Buffalo game for sure. Um, the other matchup to look at is uh, miami and the Chargers, you've got the battle of the rookie quarterbacks. So you have Tua for Miami, and you have Justin Herbert for the Chargers. Now, Tua was drafted one pick ahead of Justin Herbert, mm. and Justin's been great this year, one of the top fantasy quarterbacks the last couple of weeks. So that'll be an interesting matchup to look at. Fun season so far. Uh, here's hoping it keeps going amid everything going on in the world. Rich Truman, Damian Sassauer, thank you so much. Catch our podcast right here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Wednesday, it is your special fantasy edition. I'm Jason Kelly. Find me on Twitter at Jason Kelly News. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports from Bloomberg Radio around the world. <laughs> 